Well, hey, listeners, you just found Lounging with the Lasses, and I'm Kylie Dixon, founder of the Northern Lass Lounge, the go-to community for all things social media and business on Facebook. You're going to love these real-life interviews with our local lasses, keeping it real about business, life, kids, and ninja-style plate juggling. Yes, you heard it. I love these chats because, quite frankly, they can go anywhere, and now it gets cut out. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, share, do all the shares and leave a little review. It helps us massively. And come on over. The Northern Last Lounge. It's on Facebook. You won't look back. Lasses, here's a cheeky little bonus episode for you. And this coincides with the release of an eight-week confidence challenge brought to you by the wonderful Amy Martin, who's on here today. And that's over in our Next Level Lounge membership area. Amy's come on today as our lounge legend on all things confidence to specifically talk about why lots of women have a fear of showing their face on photographs, video and social media. And we talk about how we could potentially put steps in place to overcome this and also help turn around your business success by putting those steps in place. The eight-week challenge is all about that, lasses. It's a brilliant, brilliant toolkit for you and your business and to help you with your confidence. I urge you all to go and take a look. The link is in the show notes and we can't wait to see you over there. Amy, it's been your birthday week. I know. I've had so much sugar. I feel like <laughs> I'm on some kind of like come down. Maybe that's why I'm a little bit on edge today. <laughs> What's been the highlight of your week? Oh, oh, well, that's always tricky actually because it's not just my birthday week. It's also my niece's birthday week. And so we've had like multiple parties, lots of cake, um, obviously lots of nice prezzies and things. And it's just nice seeing people, isn't it? Like seeing your family. Or, um, for a nice little tea party so I can't pick out one thing but it definitely involves cake. Awesome and can you just <laughs> tell people about you, these two unbelievable jumpers that I keep seeing everywhere? <laughs> yes so I got them we went down it's also my daughter's birthday at the beginning of September. September's a very busy birthday month in our in our lives and we went to London with her to go to the Stranger Things um, experience which was awesome and when we we're in Camden Market I found this jump shop amazing jumper shop I think it was called a Merry Camden um, and it's all like American jumpers so there's this Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck jumper and then this spectacular one that's got really bright colours and a spaceship shooting rainbows out of it and they're so snuggly and thick they're glad right. it's gone cold so I can wear my jumpers love Camden Market how awesome yeah. the hat situation down there is always impressive isn't it isn't well Eleanor was in that element as you can imagine with all the crystals and jewelry and things oh brilliant well why have we got you on today Amy so being our lounge confidence queen and there's a particular topic we are going to touch on today as this is a little bonus episode for everyone but can you just let everyone know why I suppose why confidence why was helping women why has it become a passion of yours so it just it gradually happened and I suppose it's always been a you know it's always been a passion as, as somebody who is a, a relatively strong woman and was raised by a strong woman and it's just always it's never not been a thing so you know it's almost just like assumed that women want to support each other and you want other women to feel confident because why would you not 
then when you become an adult or maybe even like through teenagers I think you, you start to realize actually not everybody maybe does think that way and so it became more important for me to make sure that I was kind of putting myself out there um a little bit more as an adult now I when I after I had my second child who's now seven so seven years ago um I suffered from postnatal anxiety of some kind never got diagnosed because you know as you do when you're feeling that way you keep it to yourself because <laughs> you feel like it's only you even though you know in hindsight obviously it's not lots of people suffer with those kind of things but so I really I kind of sunk to quite a low a low version of myself but at the same time I started while I was on maternity leave to to promote some makeup like a network marketing makeup brand and to do that the most natural way to do it was to create videos to show the product off and so I would say over about three or four months I started to not only find that being on camera was helping me kind of embrace myself again like feel more like me it was something for myself and it was ways that I could show off a skill that I realized that I had which was putting makeup on didn't realize that was a skill until I started doing it and because it was something that was just solely for me and it was connecting me with other women via the camera um even though we weren't in the same room we were still chatting in the threads of the of the, of the videos I realized that it was even more important for me and for the women that I was talking to, to continue to do it um, and to continue to talk about it. Because all of the time, even though we were talking about makeup, what, what kept coming up all of the time was how people felt about their appearance, what that did to them, like so the things that it would stop them doing. If they weren't confident about how they look, they wouldn't feel confident to apply for new jobs. They wouldn't feel confident to socialize. They wouldn't feel like they were lovable. They wouldn't feel like they were worthy of things. Um, and so it was really at that point that I realized that not only did I need to do more for myself and obviously to set a good example for my girls, but also for all of these women who clearly needed a little nudge in the right direction. And boy, do you give them a nudge. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, have you, have you been like confident if we think about in in particular showing your face because this is what keeps coming up have you always yeah. been it's a strange one I think you and I are similar in this I yeah. think it's I'm kind of on the surface mm -hmm. my mom always used to joke and, and not in a mean way even though it's going to sound mean when I say it she used to say I was precocious but like as a child but, I, but not in a bad way in the sense that I would go out and do the stuff and she used to, my mom would also note that whenever I went past a reflective surface, I would look at myself. And so, and she would, joke, you know, joke saying, oh, because she obviously thought I was gorgeous. So she would joke saying, oh, you don't need to look at yourself. But actually what was going on in my head was that I thought I was absolutely hideous and that I was looking to make, just to see how fat I was that day, just to see how awful I looked. And I never said that to anybody because, you know, you let people think whatever they want to think. You certainly don't want to talk about it as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's kind of, yes, I've always had that level of precautiousness to be to be able to put that hat on almost with a mask on and, and to perform but inside it's a very different story isn't it and so it's that part that that takes longer to grow and that's the important bit yeah that's interesting because I I don't think I kind of knew that part oh, did you, have we not talked about that before no, no I know I've I've shared with like my mm -hmm. body dysmorphia with you god and I've, I've started opening up a lot about it. I've just done an interview which I go right into it with somebody um do you th do you think like because I've, I've really thought about where it's come from now I was always a a chubby kid right yeah, me too <clears throat> and 
I think it, uh, there's two particular comments sticking in my head. And you spoke about this the other week, didn't you, on one of your lives about, oh, I think you've done it a few times, actually about comments that people might say. Now the don't bother us, I would just go, right, whatever. But when I was a kid, I remember, and it was in the family, and one of them was a great auntie, and she said something like, because she was old, right? An old auntie. You know what they're like, don't, don't you, old people? They just see yeah, a picture in it. Right. And we and I think she said something like, Well, she's no spring chicken, is she? Right. <laughs> and I thought, basically, you think I'm fat. And the other one was an uncle said in front of me two cousins who were like, I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't like big or obese or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was like chubbier than me cousins who were like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think me auntie, me sorry, me uncle at the time, where you don't want to end up like her. Oh, and it sticks, and it's exactly the same for me. And again, there was there was probably more than one, but the one that sticks in my head was a relative, a male relative who who said and he would say it jokingly pretty much every time I saw him was like, oh like he's fatty or something along those lines. Like who's who says like as an adult now like who says that to a child? And same as you, I was, you know, it doesn't I don't want to say this like to 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 make it seem that it's not okay to be any size, but you know, there's a difference between someone who is that's just their body shape and someone who's maybe got like a medical issue that needs some treatment like this was just a, a, a very average body shape for a child that just happened to be slightly larger than the sisters or the cousins or whoever else was around at the time and it's it, that re- is so damaging and quite often unfortunately the things that get said to kids at that kind of age it's good in jest or people don't it's like kind of too late once the words are out you don't say that about anything don't you like you can't you can take it back you can apologize but those words have already entered that person's brain you can't really take them back once yeah. they've left your mouth and they've been heard the damage is done oh god and I'd never even thought about it until like I've stepped away from um being in full-time employment I'm around all these amazing women like yourselves and you talk about like past experiences that I've never really thought about it as much and like I've heard you when you talk about your lives and I'm thinking because it's, it's always something that stays with us is, is, is body dysmorphia it doesn't mm-hmm. go away you go through bouts of it I can't do anything about it I do not see what other people say and I started thinking about it and those two I just remember those two comments and yeah. it's well I know we're going to get onto this and I don't want to leave ahead, but the confidence challenge that I've just dropped in at the next level lounge, the whole first section of that is about this very thing about discussing, well, obviously within with yourself, talking with yourself about these kind of mental blocks to confidence and not to not to blame anybody, but to recognize and, and rationalize it. Because then at least, like you say, now as an adult, you've you know you figured out these triggers or these things that have that have kind of created this truth in your brain and like you say it doesn't change the fact that actually for you it's still it's still very much it's still a truth although a wavering truth um but at least when that truth surfaces in your brain and tells you something you you can you can rationalize and know that actually even though it feels real 
I'm pretty sure that's not real because of this, that, and the other. And so it's that's the, the really important thing. And that's what this eight week challenge is about is, is being able to kind of understand how our brain works, understand where lack of confidence might stem from to be able to rationalize and grow from that point. Who do you think it's gonna help the most? Or is there just pockets of all kinds of different things in the challenge? Yeah, there is pockets of all kinds of things in the challenge. And obviously the women who are in the next level lounge you know, I'm hoping that they'll utilize it for business, but they'll also utilize it in personal life as well, because you can't not, you know, one one impacts the other. And that's the great thing if they're doing it, because if they're pushing themselves to do it for business, I know that actually the, probably the bigger impact will be in their personal lives. And then even more amazing is then the, the kind of ripple effect that that will have on the, on the women and girls that are around them, whether they've got daughters or, you know, sisters or whoever, whoever, or and even men, obviously, as well. But, you know, it's, it's aimed at women. Um, but when, when you start acting in a way that is different to the way that you and your family have always acted, if you change the norm, it has a ripple effect. And sometimes it can be hard for people to come to terms with. You might find some people kind of push back when you do something a bit different, when you become that more positive and grateful person. If the rest of your family or friends are negative Nancy's, like to think doom and gloom, it's going to be harder for you to continue to kind of show what can be done and and the benefits of, of that kind of way of thinking but even if you rub off on one person and then that person rubs off on one person and that person rubs off on one person and then it, it, the ripples grow don't they just like dropping a stone in a, into a pond oh i've just i've just been talking to verity um and i specifically asked her about the 30-day challenge that and she was brilliant wasn't she yeah and that ripple effect that happened because I was like explain what what impact it's had on you and she went she like little did I know she had no no confidence you know and going live and then she comes on live and she's like why are people going to want to listen to me but what happened was she started getting messages not just from women but from men as well mm-hmm. saying You've, you're helping us with my mental health and I was like wow from going live like from just going on and 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 being brave it doesn't even matter what you're talking about and that's what I discovered so I don't really promote makeup anymore I haven't done for the last year or so but I do the reason why I felt comfortable stopping doing that was because I actually then took what I felt was the important part and continue to talk about them just going live and talking about confidence going live and talking about anything really like I said it, it actually doesn't matter remember some people some people are kind of not relying on you, but they're, they're looking at social media for perhaps even the only social interaction that they'll get that day. Or, you know, maybe they do work with a load of negative Nancy's and actually coming on social media and seeing more of the same would just be awful for them to sort of come on and see like a little drop of light in what can be an ocean of doom and gloom. Um, it doesn't matter what you're talking about uh, to people to come and see a smiley, positive kind of grateful attitude it does it just it, it has a, an amazing impact um and like Verity's proven like I've proven to myself and it not only helps the people that are listening but it helps you as well so you see you could use the con- that confidence challenge and the 30-day um live video challenge as a combo double whammy imagine the impact of that yeah man Look how much it helps you across your social media like yeah. before, because Verity was saying she was doing it 
in our group on our Facebook page on Instagram and some somewhere else like yeah she went a bit wild <laughs> just started off in a group obviously it's the first step you go somewhere you feel safe um and then straight away pretty much started just lashing them everywhere <laughs> let's think about like a step back here um which was why I, I, I asked you to come on here is like the, so let's go back from a live we're talking about photographs first of all right yeah um and you've you've heard Michelle Whaler's having you where she talked about that as well and it's, it's yeah. interesting it really is how somebody can be so confident and not be bothered about what they, they come across like on live but won't take a photograph mm-hmm. so this is specifically about people who say and it comes up all the time it doesn't go away it's not like this is just new I've just noticed it's a, it's coming back round again um where it's specifically women hate their photographs being taken and I struggle with if somebody asks us about that, I don't know how to help them. I don't know what yeah. to say. Well, for I... me, this is why the this is why the, the first part of the confidence challenge it really it covers it covers everything because when you can rationalize and question yourself, it's really it's about recognizing the fact that everybody's truths that they have in their brain, even if even if they're absolute truths, truths that you would live and die for, those kind of truths they're made up. They are made up of all of the different experiences that you've had over however many years that you've lived for, all those billions of tiny experiences that you've had, that creates your truth. And so when you you realise that actually it's all kind of made up, then you can start to ask when you feel those feelings, like if you say if you if you're saying to yourself that you hate the way you look, or you, you or like, oh, I never look good in a selfie, something along those lines. And then question yourself and say, like, Who's told me that? Why do I believe that I don't look good in a selfie? What's the evidence of that? And if the evidence of that is that compared to so-and-so, I don't look good, or compared to magazines, I don't look good, then you can start to rationalise things. Well, you know, obviously magazines are still these days massively touched up. I don't know what filters that person's used, but even if I do look different to her, difference is absolutely normal. If we all look the same, that would be pretty weird. So you can start to question it. And then the more you question it and the more you pose opposite views to yourself, it's like having a, I mean, you can do it out loud. People might think you're a little bit crazy, um, but it's fine. It's probably best if you just do it in your head. But you're basically having this little conversation with yourself where you are questioning those truths and trying to present new evidence. Um, and so in that in that situation, the, the new evidence might be that you force yourself. And at first, it is really forcing yourself because it doesn't feel true at all. But you force yourself to say, I look amazing in selfies. And at first, you're like, that's a lie. But the more you do it, does it more starts to, yes, it does work. And so obviously, depending on how deep that truth is, depending on the damage, depending on how, how long you've believed that truth, it's going to take a bit longer to fix. But one of the tips that I give in the confidence challenge is to create an I am awesome album and I know you like this idea which is basically on your phone and you can use it for anything but for example if if your appearance was something that bothered you then your I am awesome album could be gathering all of the photos where you feel good that you feel like you look good you feel like you look happy or moments even when so maybe maybe you're not even on the camera but like the photo that you took on a day where you felt good and saving them into an album that you can just pick through on your phone when you want that first that to provide your brain with the evidence that actually you do feel good sometimes you do look good and so so it's just building that evidence up to literally to form new little neural pathways in your brain so that it's easy for your brain to go 
okay, you do look good in selfies. And at first it might be some selfies. And then over time it will be, you do look good in selfies. Because your brain goes for whatever's the easiest. So if you have literally for 30 years told yourself that you don't look good in photos, your brain straight away is like, yeah, you don't look good. Remember, you don't look good in photos. Don't forget. But it's just about retraining it. And like that dust, obviously, I say that lightly. It doesn't take, it, it takes a little while. But it is simple. It's just putting in the time and effort to do it. I ha- and I have seen people in the lounge who have completely started to change. Like Sarah Ball, she's one yeah. of the. She wouldn't. It can happen really quickly. It can happen surprisingly quickly. But I think I always, I never want to kind of say to people, oh, you know, it's going to happen really quickly. Because then if it doesn't happen fast, that's just going to kind of add to anxiety around the issue. So really, you should never put a time scale on these kind of things. But for some people, it does really have an impact very, 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 very fast. Because our brains, although they are incredible, complicated things, like they control literally everything about us now. They're controlling like a million different things right now. It's so easy to trick and train. So actually, once you know that you are able to do this to your own brain, once you know, again, it's a rationalization. Once you're like, actually, it feels true, but I know it might not be. Then you can start to have those conversations with yourself and start to present a different version of that reality. To, and then over time, make it real. Juicy that was. Juicy. Do you think there's an age? Do you think age is an impact? I'm asking this because me mum specifically hates getting a photograph took. she? However, when she was younger, like I put that photograph on the other day. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. She's, she's, I mean, she's beautiful now. She's always yeah. gorgeous. And she she had that personality where she'd walk into a room and the everyone would just stare at her, right? And she loved that. But now... That's really interesting because my before you said that about your mom my experience has been that a lot of women feel more confident as they get older um yeah well I certainly do and but maybe there's a tipping point now I don't I've never spoken to you know what's your mom in her 50s yeah so So kill us we'll we'll not be any more specific than (laughs) but so maybe that maybe there is a tipping point where you kind of where it starts to dip the other way perhaps I'm not sure I mean I mean it's probably about just a very personal thing where again just perhaps had some experiences that you might not even be that consciously aware of that have that have made her um lose a bit of confidence as she's got older but certainly for me it got, when I when I got into my probably mid 30s to late 30s that was when my confidence started to bloom in the sense that you just kind of I think you just get to a point in life where you stop caring so much about anybody else <laughs> in a nice way I care about people I care about the world I care about us as a, as a as a human race but I don't care about their opinions of me nah nah and I think there's an element where you go well I certainly don't have 42 nearly like didn't care anymore <laughs> it's a it's an amazing feeling and like my experience of older women like my nana same as you've said about your um great aunt was that she certainly didn't get any shyer or more retired as she got older she was quite the opposite it was that kind of well I'm I'm 70 or I'm 80 I can say what I like <laughs> so I like to think that confidence continues to grow but then of course like you say you know with your mom perhaps it's that something's happened to her along the way that's that is has triggered her decline in confidence so it's not necessarily something that automatically grows in time um because it can be triggered by so many different things which is why it's so important is it the first step 
to, to, to dealing with increasing your self-confidence is to have a little bit of time, not too much, I don't want to dwell on it, but like have a little bit of time of thinking like, what, where's this come from? Like, why do I think that? And then you can rationalise it. This eight-week challenge is going to be massively, massively important, I think. I think people take some of this kind of confidence stuff as um, what, because I know I do a lot of practical training around, yeah. it's, it's like, Ah, oh, it's a bit of a conflict. It's hugely important, man. I'm starting to see how much this can impact you if you can start putting things into practice. Or it's available now, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, when it's when we're talking about we're talking about business women, which obviously we are in the next level lounge. It's such an incredible way to build to help build your business because it putting you as part of your business helps your business stand out against your competitors like you are part of your unique selling point and you might think oh no like my biscuits are what I sell yeah your biscuits are what you sell or whatever um but you're the one that makes them loads of people sell biscuits what's the difference between you and Susie J who lives there around the corner who sells biscuits mm-hmm. it's you like you are the difference and so I'm not saying that it needs to be you 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 all of the time obviously people are buying the biscuits because they look great but you add to that putting a little bit of flavor of you kind of on your social media letting them see behind the scenes it's that age-old it's almost that's not cliche because it's true but it's that people buy from people I know it gets said all the time but it's, it is true I am more likely to buy from somebody that I know like given the choice you'd buy from somebody you know over somebody you don't know or I would anyway um and I know people again if confidence is low one of the things one of these truths in inverted commas people who are listening and not watching the truths might be that nobody would be interested in hearing what they had to say or that they would put off certain customers um if they went on camera and you know what not everyone is gonna like you not everybody's gonna like you. That's it's just some. It's just a cold hard fact. How many people in the world? How many billions of people do you want? Everything you expect everybody to like you. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not gonna. <laughs> like even and I did this on a video once, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but even the most popular YouTube channel, which has something like incre- incredible, like a couple hundred million followers, it's still that is only i think four percent of the population of it's an indian pop culture channel um it's huge they rake in absolute fortune the people who run this channel think they care that only four percent of india follows them nah <laughs> couldn't couldn't care less doesn't matter about the ones that don't what matter is showing yourself and speaking to the people that do people people that do connect with you the people that do want to buy from you because you are who you are and those and if those people don't follow you right now they'll come they'll come the more that you put yourself as part of your business and like I say I, I had great success um promoting makeup and that was solely I believe because of the videos that I made because if I just whacked up a load of photos of foundation and eyeshadow I genuinely don't think I would have sold a single one why why would people you can buy it from anywhere you can go to boots or this other shops are available but you can go anywhere and buy lipstick why are you going to buy it from me except they did because it was me and I was there and I was chatting to them and I was showing them and that's what makes a difference and if you need that little extra ounce of confidence to enable you to do that then take take a little leap and try this confidence challenge so it's available now in the next level lounge um yes 
when it's eight weeks, which might go, people might go eight weeks. What's what? <laughs> it's eight weeks, but it's easy going. Yeah. You've got the video on a worksheet. The videos are like 20 to 30 minutes long. Try, I tend to sometimes go over, but it's just chitter chatter. Mm-hmm. And the worksheets, they're, like, they're action based because actions are the most important thing in life and business to keep you moving forward. So they're action based and they're just like little tasks. And then it's also like a little bonus tip each week and a little bonus task each week that you can dip into and obviously you can access it all straight away so you could rattle through eight steps but I would suggest strongly suggest that you do it week on week because I think you need that time to kind of digest each one before you move forward if you if you kind of leap a bit through them you might find that it doesn't have the same impact but it's perfect timing because it leads up to Christmas and who doesn't want to be rocking onto a dance floor feeling confident at a Christmas party and I know there's a good few of the lasses who were already in the next level, but who were not in the next level as well, who were going to dive into it. And I cannot wait to see the impact. Before we end, though, because I'll put all of the the links into the show notes and stuff. Amy, I think since we last spoke on here, your business has developed a bit. So I just want to give you the opportunity to tell us what you're doing now as well. <laughs> typical me. <laughs> no, not really typical me. Well, it is, yeah. I've had like a million different jobs over the years. But my business has developed since January. So it's kind of been, it's been growing since then and has gone a bit a bit crazy recently, which is great. So it's it's kind of a mixture of things that my, my Instagram is called Amy Martin Automates because I was kind of building that around my passion to make women's life easier as far as their business goes showing them what tasks they could automate to save them time on admin but actually what I've ended up doing is also kind of web design and total online business build outs for, for women um so yeah so it's it's very interesting to me it's digital technology which to some people have already probably turned off the podcast but if you need any help with websites, <laughs> websites and such then yeah get in touch isn't that crazy how you're how that's now what you do like but I've always I've always loved this kind of stuff in it but I've never kind of, again confidence wise never really thought you know you, you think you think IT you think computers you think web design you think that's something that you have to have trained for you know you had to have gone to university to learn how to be a web developer surely and I don't I'm not a web developer mm-hmm. I I create websites I create emails I create um loads of automated systems that's still the key for me is to help women female business owners to save loads of time by taking all of the admin as much as physically possible away and what well I mean we use the software that uh, that I use for the northern last language courses it's ideal for, for coaches because it's unlimited in the course space so if you if you're currently a coach that's say me doing like one-to-ones with people and it takes you ages because you can you literally you know you can only speak to one person at a time and you have to do all the inviting to your appointments if they cancel you have to change it you take payment manually everything's manual if you've got a course in you, which I'm sure pretty much everybody has, you've got something you can teach, you can put your course online and have it selling to groups of people, to individual people, and all of it is automated, much like this, the membership of the Next Level Lounge. Uh, and so it then enables you to still continue to do your one-to-one, if that's what you love, or to, you know, to put more thought into developing and scaling your business so that you don't have to do exchange that kind of time for money for as for, for the rest of your of your life you can have some money that's kind of coming in more on a more automatic yeah which is the dream isn't it just have money trickling in of things that you did five years ago let's let's be honest like it's certainly transformed 
the way the lounge works, hasn't it? Yeah. On a massive scale and so much so we've been um shortlisted for a STEM award, which I had I was like, STEM, what does that mean? Science, technology, but and I was like, how why and I thought, of course the lounge yeah. <laughs> it's meant. So thank you for thank coming you. on. I know it was uh, I know it was last minute. Um Oh was... no, thank you. And so sorry, I was late. Can you just tell At least I didn't turn up outside your door this time, expecting a cup of tea. Surely she hasn't come again, but no. <laughs> What what happened this time, Amy? Just assumed because I'd never watched any of the video recordings where you were in the same room with the people that you interviewed. So I was like, I'm outside. You're like, what? Well, this time you poured petrol over yourself. Yeah, you? this time I poured D well diesel. So at least I wasn't flammable. Poured diesel all down my car and myself. So came in quickly, got changed, and ran back down the stairs. Right. Well, go and get yourself washed. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Still think of diesel. I'll see you next Saturday. Yes. Next Saturday. night. Yes. So what, what's the date now? Yours will be going out tomorrow. If people oh, cool. No, no, like as in tomorrow, as in after the awards night. All oh, right. Never <laughs> <laughs> work this out, but yours will be going out next week. We're in the future. We are. Yes. So thank you so much, mate, and I'll see you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's the Lasses Who Lounge. The Northern Lass Lounge. For badass business lasses. Lasses Who Lounge. It's pure juice. It's the Lasses Who Lounge. Alright.